qualifying final didn't quite go according to plan for our boys in brown and gold, but now the Hawks have a date with the Demons in a do-or-die semi-final blockbuster tonight at the MCG. As we're recording, we're just a few hours out from the first bounce, so let's get down to business. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'd like to take a moment, if I may, to just confirm with my co-host that Melbourne do, in fact, have an opponent this week. G'day, Tiz. Yeah, what's going on? Are they going to beat West Coast? Well, that is their next game, as far as I know. Yeah, because uh, that's all I've heard on 3OW and... The Herald Sun seem to think that Melbourne's a lock for that game and... Well, apart from the fact that Ruffhead's already leaving. Well, one Mr. J. Clark seems convinced, and has been since about July, what, what? that our Why captain's out the door. It? Weird. I do not know. He has some weird obsession with it. But he just loves the idea of our captain playing elsewhere next year. So uh, it's just all August beautifully because Melbourne are doing everything wrong. They're talking up their chances and everything. It's fantastic. There's graffiti just... around town. Have you seen that? Of like Max Gorn and Nathan Jones. Graffiti is the correct term. Yes. <laughs> it is an eyesore. It is a sure. graffito. Apparently that is the singular. <laughs> well, you learn something every day here on the Hawk Talk podcast, don't you? Absolutely. Oh, I've double checked. Hawthorne are playing this week. Well, we've seen the teams, and it's just got a whole lot harder. It's going to be a hill to climb, for sure. But we are so good when our backs are to the wall. Well, one of our listeners, Peter, points out that we weren't the fancy or the darlings of the media when we won in 2013, 2014, and 2015, so why should the trend change now? No one's on our side, it seems. It's It's Hawthorne against the world, and that's kind of how we like it, don't we? All right, so let's just... Get into the mind of a journo. Okay, yep. Right, there are certain storylines, right? <laughs> you need to write that storyline before the storyline is God, over. God, am I going to have a job in a year? Sorry, I was just in the mind of a journo. Well, you know, you've only got a limited opportunity to write that story before that story's <laughs> over. That's true. Right? Yeah. Which is why we all got so bored when the dogs, after their first <laughs> win in the final, had the yeah. same story written for the next four weeks. Yeah. Right? Now, this may happen with Melbourne. Mm. But it probably won't. Because <laughs> this is their window of opportunity and they've struck it. They really have. It's it's going to be interesting to see if it's enough, what they've tapped into, whether it's going to be enough to carry them through more than a week. And next week, if they've lost, and they probably will, it'll all be about why they lost. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll be banging for blood. Like, they'll come for the team. What demons. they did wrong. Oh, yeah. Should Goodwin stay on? Oh, <laughs> Where will Nathan Jones be next year? Collingwood? <laughs> Can we have a bit of that, please? Why are we focusing on Ruffy all the time? Oh, there's not enough trade rumours, I feel. <laughs> you really? You need, You really want to step it up another gear? Yeah. Why only talk about players that have been on other clubs' lists for three years? <laughs> Go for the one-year players that are looking to trade away. Totally, yeah. It feels like there would have been a fair bit of navel-gazing over at uh, Ryko Sander this week. You call it Ryko or I call it Rico? Whatever. Sean Marker's conundrum there. Another one. I'm the type of bloke that picks clothing based on how many uh, labels <laughs> it's got on it. <laughs> okay. Pulling back the curtain there, I'm sure the, the listeners would appreciate that. No, I, I see what you mean, and I guess it has been a quiet week, certainly in comparison to all the noise coming out of the Melbourne camp. Well, Clarko had a bit of a biff back at the media when he said... Uh, Called them all sheep tears. Well, we were sort of looking for something out of the bag from Clarko. It didn't emerge. And uh, then he had the good grace to call us all sheep for thinking he could do something. Is that, Am I being a bit harsh? No, I think you're spot on. I don't defend that from uh from I Clarko. don't think we were expecting huge nah. world-changing events. Correct, yeah. Just, um, just, a, just a little tweak here and there that was noticeable. And I, I felt that uh, Segler, who's been dropped this week, mm. um, probably shouldn't have played last week. We're sort of edging towards the recap now, aren't we? But before we get into that, we should go to some social media stuff. Just get the formalities out of, the way get it out of the way. We'll get the social media stuff out of the way. We'll get the Richmond game out of the way because I, I don't really want to talk about. It. There's a reason why we've left the podcast recording this late because I didn't want to drag people through that mud again. I don't, well, I don't it's wanna... important to learn from it. I certainly yeah, hope true. our players have learned from it. Well, absolutely, because we'll need it in the last day of September. Last day of September? Yeah, hang on. Last weekend? <laughs> Last game? Let's not jump the gun. Let's look at the iTunes ratings. 104 now. And you know what that means. It's time to look at our lone 104-game player. He's the only player in Hawthorne's history that's recorded exactly 104 games. No more, no less. 
I'll be doing my best Craig Willis here, Tiz. Number 26, <laughs> Cam McPherson. There are so many other number 26s that I was just rattling off in my head. Cam McPherson is not one of them. Well, he's the only 104-game player that Hawthorne's ever had, and he, he wore the number 26. He was a halfback flanker from Shepparton. Okay. He was at what the club, year is this? Well, he was at the club from 1959 to 1966, which would make him Tiz. Which would make him a premiership player, presumably, if he played on the day. Inaugural premiership player. He did indeed play on the day. He was in our first ever premiership side in 1961. Of course, one of our faves here on the Hawk Talk podcast, modern day faves, is uh, Connor Nash. Your boy, Connor Nash. Your wearing boy. the. Well, he is. My boy's Mitch Lewis. You've got Nash. Uh, Nash wears, of course, the number 45. Michael Tuck also wore number 45 once upon a time. Cam McPherson was actually the first Hawthorne player to ever wear that number back in 1959, and he did so for one match. You all right? You want to reach any further? <laughs> Would you reckon I'm clutching at straws for trivia? <laughs> yeah, maybe just a little bit. Anyway, that's uh, that's Cam McPherson. <laughs> <laughs> now he played 104 games and that ties in nicely with 104 ratings for us on itunes please get on itunes rate and review us on there and we love reading all the reviews as well uh people have such kind words tis it's fantastic good to see they do and they put a bit of effort into those reviews someone they do yeah they're very glowing indeed and we very much appreciate it it, uh, it encourages us to keep on doing what we're doing and we love doing it we love uh we love hearing from you guys about how much you're enjoying the podcast and we hear a lot on twitter as well at hawk talk pod uh, limited tweets during the final series, of course. Just want to but remind people keep those people trade rumours coming. Certainly keep those trade rumours coming. Hey, did you hear about the Whisperer? The Whisperer's back. Yeah. Just a slight detour, because I know how you love the trade I, Whisperer. I do, yeah. Did He's you see, fantastic. <laughs> you see, earlier in the week, he did a thing announcing his return. Or his or her. I don't want to be sexist yeah, about the, the trade Iraqi, Whisperer. He's the Iraqi Foreign Minister of <laughs> AFL. <laughs> so basically, he, he put out a tweet saying... If you've got any rumours, like that's your job. <laughs> really? Yeah. He literally asked people, it's like, don't don't be afraid to slide into the DMs. It's like, no, that's you exist for this purpose. Yeah, I thought he was an insider. Well, apparently his identity is pretty well known at this point, but oh I shouldn't get angry about stuff like that, but it gets under my skin. Twitter, we're well over a thousand followers now. We hit that huge milestone, but we're surging ahead. We're looking at 1,100 now by the end of the season. If we hit that, that would be monumental tears. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. We're on there too. And now it's time to, uh, I guess, give a bit of a brief autopsy of what happened with that qualifying final we lost. Well, we could stay with them for a half, but not for the whole game. That's how it worked, and I, I felt we were outmuscled in the end. We weren't intense for long enough. I would say that's true. And, and it was it's a, just not our style of game. We At no point did we dictate play. It wasn't our night. It comprehensively wasn't our night. I, I called it on Twitter a dirty night, and that's how I'll remember that game. Um, there were things that were in our control, stuff like uh, strategy. Uh, we were expecting something from Clarkson that didn't really eventuate. I don't know what he tried, but didn't manifest really into anything positive. Um, I thought the selection... Uh, dicey. Yeah, uh, just a Segler, as you say, was pretty bad uh, and didn't make sense with the wet. And that's the other thing, like playing, knowing we were playing wet weather footy, it and didn't really... And they dropped Shuey. Dropped Shuey as well. I well, mean, they didn't drop him. He was pulled out late with a... Oh, but let's call it what it is. He, they say he was injured. He wasn't injured. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're not but it preserved that his well. 100% record. That's Maybe they're right. mindful of that. <laughs> right. So we, pull, we put him back into the side when we really need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Uh, Happy I... with that. <laughs> God, we were making Grimes look good. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was grimy even. Nice. <laughs> now, I, uh, I pulled up this tweet. It wasn't tweeted directly at us, but I think it summed up something else about the game very nicely. It was from Ryan, who said, if you miss set shots on goal from 15 metres out in a major final, you're going to have a bad time. Too right. That basically sums it up. That's something else that was under our control that yeah, we just completely botched. The psychology was a little bit off. It, yeah. Both Burgers and Bruce, who should be leading the flock, any league player should be kicking those. And then from a that couple distance. of missed handballs, and there were there's so much assumed pressure, and yeah. well, what what do they say? Perceived pressure. Perceived Whereas pressure. Yeah. All pressure is perceived. <laughs> yes. Yep. At least by someone in the crowd. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They just did. They failed the finals test. A few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the young kids, and indeed some of the veterans as well. Um, 
But Nash took a lovely mark and goal. Yeah. To but, give us a sniff again, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. I, I wouldn't say a sniff. I think it was... I wasn't excited by it. I was kind of like, oh, well, that's good for him. And well, I, kinda, I, I knew that you'd enjoy it. But I kind of felt it. that um, Richmond would stop at some point, but it just didn't happen, did it? No, not really. But again, I think that's that also, also would correspond with us maybe lifting, which, I, again, I don't think we ever did. Amira um, was excellent in o- his first Amira final. was really good, yep. Ruffy kicked three. Did Ruffy kick three in the end? Yeah, he looked largely anonymous for the whole game, yeah, but well, uh, kicked three in the end. You know, I spoke of the stuff before that I, I perceive to be sort of in our control and in our power in terms of dictating how that game would unfold. Gee, there was a lot of things like, um, I guess, the umpiring, certainly to begin with in, in the first half, I felt was highly questionable. <sighs> Don't get me wrong, Richmond proved they're a fantastic side. But it just seemed like every bounce of the footy, every little you know deft touch, everything seemed to just go their way and fall into their lap. And well, that just... was because we were outnumbered at the contest. So oh, often. they d- and they did that very well, Richmond. Their numbers to the footy and their hunger and their pressure is just superb. Little flick-ons, taps, yeah, yeah. ugly, crappy football that I hate to watch. But you got to commend them. It works until they change the rules. Like they can <laughs> still keep winning games like that. So I want to get your um, predictions. For this week. For this week. Yeah, because as it turns out, your predictive powers were on point for the Richmond game. Now, I know this because one of my mates, Adam, who right. uh, barracks for Richmond, mm-hmm. just fair warning for Hawks listeners, <laughs> uh, had to listen back to our preview podcast. Of course he did. Did he? He did indeed. Just to gloat. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That's all it was. I mean, to be fair, he left us a rating and I think he left a review as well. He rated us five stars. <laughs> Good on him. And, and says we're doing a tremendous job. So there you go, Tiz. That's so nice. we, we can bank that at least. He is a Richmond supporter, but he has a lot of kind words to say about With that With taste. <laughs> he does have good taste, yeah. Um, so he celebrated a win in quite unique fashion by listening back to our podcast. <laughs> and he found that you were pretty accurate in your predictions. I just want to go through it, okay? So we both believed, actually, that Hawthorne were playing too tall and it would be costly. I think we can say that's definitive now. Uh, you talked about the weather coming into play. I think it certainly did. You mentioned that Richmond may well emulate Hawthorne and flip the switch when when required, yeah. which I think happened. You well, predicted Dusty kicked an unbelievable goal. It just got them up and going. Am I the only one who thinks that wasn't an amazing goal? No, that was incredible. I don't know. Beautiful kick. It happens, though. It's not Hodgie on the boundary. In the, but to in do the... that in a final from where he was... I mean, I know Hawthorne Crawford. have had some Crawford, really Shane Crawford, good, really good, but he was unbalanced when he kicked that. He wasn't running through the line to kick that. Uh, I, I don't rate it quite as highly. It's a good goal. I don't just don't rate it quite as highly. Wet footy. Yeah. All right, keep going. I don't. <laughs> it just meant that his team gained a lot of confidence. Oh, look, true. It came at a pivotal time. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, and it's, Rioli it's... had a couple of moments like that as well. Yeah, that, that's Whereas true. Whereas we seem to be devoid of that. Oh, we didn't have any X Factor or Spark yeah. on, on the night, for sure. It's hard for me to talk about that moment in particular without sounding petty. and, and I, I, I'm being contrary, and I, I know it comes no, across as I being petty. I actually clapped but, that goal. I thought it was that good. Oh, it's a good goal. I'm not about to clap it because he's not on the team. But anyway, uh, you also predicted that uh, the Tigers would drop their bundle if challenged, but I'm not sure they ever were. Right. So That was the hope. That was certainly the hope aspect of it. You predicted that Mitchell would fire up and return to form. Right. Well, he ended up with 38 touches. Hmm. So that's, what, about 14 more than his well, tally recently? Well, I didn't recently. think Richmond were about to change their game to no. quash his Tom influence. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And you also said, and this is a quote, the system that has carried us this far is good, but not good enough to beat Richmond. Yeah. So you did pretty well. I'll but get- I don't like being right about this stuff, so why are we bringing it <laughs> up? Well, we, we just need to put... We need to put a perspective to it. Yeah, and I, I guess we just want to, you know, throw dirt on it and then just, you know, make sure it's buried so we can move on to the Demons game. I, and to do that, I just have a few listener... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I is this too much? I don't know. I just I just feel these um, these tweets sum it up. We heard from Sav uh, via Twitter, at Pod. He said, normally Clarko gets it right, but I thought bringing four guys in with limited touch hurt us and unbalanced the team. The only positive I can come up with is we can't play any worse than that next week, and I would agree with Sav there. Yeah, I think Sizzly will look a lot better mm. for having the run. He slotted in very nicely, and uh, yeah, I expect big things from him this week. 
Uh, we heard from Jez as well, also on Twitter. He said, the positives are that we played against the very best, missed a few gettable goals, conditions were against us, and a lot of our guns were down, like Bruce. And hopefully the Warpedo, Nash, and Harry will be better for the experience. Frawley did okay, and Sis will be better for the run. Well, they know where the benchmark is. Mm. All right? Mm. And they've had a much, like, you look at Geelong, and people say they had a really easy month of footy going into that game. Got mm. five kicked on them in the first quarter. Managed to sort of peg it back in the second and the third quarter. Couldn't run it out because they had too much work to do. Yep. Melbourne have come off a fairly easy game. Right? Mm-hmm. We've come off the hardest opposition. Yep. And as long as we pull up, pulled up all right and we're not banged up or anything, we should be going at 100% from yep. the beginning. Last listener tweet on this uh, on this game. We heard from Ari who said, they punished our turnovers and we struggled to score. Obira yep. was great. Burton and Henderson played well. Good experience for the youngsters against the league's best. There was a little lack of aggression from Hawthorne, though. Uh, yeah, at times I felt they were a bit complacent. Quite slow, even. Even for Hawthorne. Hawthorne can be slow at times. But... Well, I mean, Daniel Howe got beaten up a bit. We saw that. Got brought up before the MRO. I'm sorry. No whoa, result. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dan Howe beaten up. Well, he got put in a headlock and a knee I'm lock. I'm sorry. This is news to me. Someone stepped on his hand. Are you sure? And all yeah, no, this happened. This, this happened? Well, yep. surely that's reportable. It goes to the tribunal or something. Yeah, right? yeah. No, apparently it didn't bring him into making um, it up, mate. Major making, disrepute. Making stories. What making is it? Three stories. grand he got fined, mate. The umpires famously look after Hawthorne. I, I mean, there's no way the, this stuff's going under the radar. <laughs> Freaky Hawthorne, mate. It's a thing. Look it up. <laughs> Read a book sometime, mate. Jeez. Well, it does concern me where the umpires will be sort of leaning tomorrow evening. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. They did not. They, look, they didn't decide the match last week, but they had a say in it. What when they took that gimme goal off Hawkins and gave a free kick against Selwood on the wing? Well, that was a pivotal moment in their game. Absolutely, yeah. that that just snuffed out any chance that Geelong had. I felt. What was that? That was um, the fourth official. Yeah, it was there. Have you seen the footage of it? It wasn't really there. Oh, it was. Who you cares? Can, you can't really. Well, Let them play. It's a final. That's that's garbage. That's a kind of call you expect to go against you at Adelaide, not the MCG. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I hear you on that one. It's, but you it still just can't be doing so that stuff. Biased. You can't be doing that stuff off the ball. Yeah, you can. Especially when the bloke coming off the high. bench initiates it. Yeah. When Selwood's running to the bench. I mean, Selwood had a dog all night. And he lost his cool, and he kept on giving the ball back to Melbourne, just, which he did against Hawthorne earlier in the year. Well, that's what I'm going to say, Tizzy. He just hasn't been the same since the Warpedo hit him. He's not had some great games. He was sunk games. by the Warpedo, and he just hasn't recovered since. Joel but, uh, wow. I didn't expect that. Neither did I. The thing is, Geelong weren't out of that game until the first goal of that final term. No, that is true. They shot themselves in the foot quite a lot, Geelong. Not only Geelong, I mean, Melbourne kicked 5-3 in the first term, but then at the end of the third quarter, having kicked 5-3 in the first quarter, they're now 6-13. 6-13, one goal, 10. Yeah. Well. All right, if they do that against us, they're buggered. They <laughs> are say stuffed. So. Yeah. Right? Geelong could control the ball for any appreciable amount of time, just played into um, Melbourne's hands, who were terribly nervous. And sitting there, I'm just, I was just waiting for Geelong to hit back. It was uncharacteristic from Geelong because, as you say, they do usually hit back, annoyingly so. That's been a trademark of the Geelong Footy Club, just somehow weasel their way back into contention. Yeah, um, But it just never came. They started trying to go straight up the guts. Melbourne didn't look great in defence, that can be said. But if they do that against us, they start fluffing their lines. Mm. They're going to be terrible. It's at that point I'd just like to say, let's be fair here and say that Melbourne probably won't recreate that nervousness, you'd say. What do you mean? Well, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, as much as we're going to give Hawthorne the benefit of the doubt, in that you would say our stars are going to come to play this week, right? Right. So I think let's just call it a tie in that case. You know, we call it almost nil all and we reset the playing field because Melbourne are not going to be... They're not going to be anywhere near as nervous as they were last week, Melbourne. But Melbourne were missing with... Far less pressure than our players were under. That is true. But uh, here Melbourne are. They found themselves in a semi-final. They're playing the Mighty Hawks. And they're talking themselves up. Oh, yeah. Tonight at the MCG. We're recording this the night before. 
so people are listening to this maybe a few hours out from the game, which is going to be interesting. Standing in the MCC bloody line because they yeah, didn't probably. get tickets because every bloody Melbourne supporter got on. And Ticketek is an absolute joke. Uh... So it's Hawthorne against the uh, reigning AFLX Premiers, Melbourne. <laughs> okay. Well done. <laughs> hey, did you know, I didn't know this, they spent 23 years in the wilderness between 64 and 87. So they're, they're just drought specialists, It's amazing. Really. I didn't realise that. That's terrible. They really know how to be losers. Yeah. Shall we get to the teams first? Because these are pretty, pretty significant as far as Hawks fans are concerned. Yeah. There's a lot of nervous murmurings on Twitter tonight. So who got omitted? Well, we got rid of Segler. Got rid of? Well, it's, that's an omission. All right. He's an emergency. Okay. So he could yet come in, you're feeling? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's one of your predictions? No, I just... I, I I was I thought Gorn was underwhelming, um, so they mightn't play two Ruckman against him. Hmm. He was only up against Ryan Abbott on his fourth game. Yes, true. Which is just brilliant from Chris Scott, I thought. Um, <laughs> you know, why go with Reece Stanley or um, Smith, who was playing in the VFL the, the following day, <laughs> yeah. when you can go with Ryan Abbott? You know, yeah. Good work, Chris. Um, well done. <laughs> Ruck's irrelevant, right? Yeah. So, mission uh, accomplished, I say. <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah, that was great. Um, so, uh, Segler just waiting in the wings. And then we've got the two injuries, which are very significant injuries and would be right up there in our crewman's medalists. Yep, Stratton out, of course, injured last week. And then uh, I guess the surprise, maybe not not from my perspective being on social media for a lot of the day, scanning uh, for any developments, any news coming out of the club. And O'Meara was seen to be lightly training and left the track a lot earlier than everyone else so i thought oh is this going to be what i think and it was omira is out with some sort of injury so I don't did think he injure himself at training or no i don't not know i don't think they've really disclosed what right. the injury was yet so um okay not even listed as emergency yeah so he's well and truly out omira so in comes mirror who we thought would probably get a get a gig this week after stratton went down uh sean markers mr sean markers comes in and uh, Jurey has been named as well. Isn't Brand a bit sif? Not too... Uh, yeah, I would say judging by... Well, yes and no. The turnaround between Box Hill and this game is quite small. Um, so you've got McDonald and Wiedemann. Yep. And you're playing Frawley and Mira on yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would like Brand to be in the team, but I understand why he's not. Um but that said, I really thought the brand made his case. Did you see, did you watch Box Hill? Well, the idea is that they yeah, I thought he played all right. Yeah, but it's five day turnaround. Yeah, so I think what they'll be aiming for is just engage Wiedemann if he's anywhere near goal mm. and let Sicily come over the top. Yeah, oh, Sicily's role in in all of this is just absolutely pivotal. And uh, I mean, you know, but so Shuey goes forward because that's where he plays now. Mm. And where the hell's Jure going? He looks like the replacement for Amira. Yeah, I don't get it at all. I mean, are we to predict a late change? Because the, our emergencies include Cousins. But well, then, if we bring in Cousins, he's off the five-day break, Exactly of right. It doesn't and make any did sense. did we not know that Amira was touch and go after the game? Yeah. I mean... I get, it, they've listed knee here right. in the email for Amira's injury. So we might have flared up a couple of days later. Yeah, that's right, yeah. In, in which case, yeah, it's, it's a bit concerning and just really ill-timed. I mean, could the timing be any worse on that one? Because if you don't replace O'Meara in the midfield, we well, should I did be, go we should through be and concerned. I counted, I counted 10 blokes that can run through the midfield for Hawthorne yeah. and 10 blokes that can run through the midfield for Melbourne. Okay. Plus Ruffhead. It's more, for me, an issue about protecting or, or accounting for how Mitchell plays. And what he's allowed to get away with. Because the Demons have come out this week and said they're going to tag him. Harms. Yep. And if they're successful at that, and we've got, what, Shields, and then yeah. who else? I mean... Well, Howe's back. Howe was an extra yeah. mid last week. We, we just need... It, it It would have been really nice to have O'Meara as almost a short Well, after thing. he played so well, it's, it looks like a really big loss. Yeah. Yep. And you've got to remember, we rested him against uh, Brisbane in that first game this year. <laughs> and how well that, that turned out. Yes. So we really have, we really drifted in the in the betting market too on that announcement. And fair enough too. Of course, Tiz, this all feeds into the idea that 
Melbourne are certainties. Yeah. And they should be up and about. Yeah. And they're going to win in the West after they beat them earlier in the year. Yep. You know, because winning two in the West is more likely than only winning one. (laughs) The stage is set. (laughs) Grand final berth. Here we come for the D's. It's yeah. going to be great. And we heard from Owen on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod on this very thing saying, gee, Melbourne players and supporters are up and about this week. Seems no one thinks we can win. Is this perfect? <laughs> it's got a little bit of that about there it. There is something about Melbourne that seemed to find a way to create tragedy. For sure. So I'm looking for a Bucky moment. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be uh... a touch of the old Bacchanaras. I reckon it, it, it has Poppy written all over it. Oh, I reckon, yeah. yeah. Okay. We did say after he signed a contract, he would be anonymous. Yep, that curse continues for and all players. someone at Melbourne signed a contract. That's correct, Oscar McDonald. Oscar McDonald. So there you go. He's not even that great at the best of times. <laughs> well, they think so. But then again, what would Melbourne know? because they can't tell the bad... difference between the McDonald's. Exactly. <laughs> They've made every bad decision you can make for well over a decade. So... There you go. Um, Did they keep Sam Frost in? Because he's my favourite. I think Sam Frost might be in, yeah. Yeah, Well, they made no change. No change. Well, he was there last week. He's made no change at Melbourne for 20 years, anyway. (laughs) Um, Brito uh, on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod, said, D's fans already buying tickets to Perth, getting ahead of themselves. Now, this is true. I know. I saw all that. You You know what they did, though? Hmm. They were doing what we were doing, where you used your frequent flyer points to buy. Right. Because it costs you less. (laughs) Okay. uh, If you cancel. And famously, Melbourne fans not flush with money, so you can see why they'd want to cut corners. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't realise they had non-MCC members. When did that happen? Oh, I have no idea. There was a lot of them there on Friday Can night. Can you take In cheese fact, boards into general admin? I feel like a lot of the Geelong supporters didn't show up just because you couldn't see them in the crowd. But mm. um, there were 91,000, which shaded our attendance on the Thursday night. Unbelievable. Mm. I didn't think that would happen. But oh, I should just mention, just, just to uh, pop this in here, Dan Howe's 50th game. Wow. So now we'll definitely win because they have more to play for. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that milestones are everything. Now we heard from Steve uh, on Twitter as well, at Hawk Talk Pod. He said, This year and many occasions previous, we've been most dangerous when disrespected and underestimated. The D's fans think beating us is a formality. It's all a foundation for their failure. It just seems like it's still true enough that you write Hawthorne off at your own peril. We do come through in, on these occasions, don't we? Oh, let them think that it's going to be easy, Chief. Because it's not. Hawthorne will have a plan. And let's face it, their pride is pricked. They have played the best team in the league mm. by far, mm. as it currently stands. They've lost by less than five goals. Melbourne kicked one goal for a half a football. I don't know what they're <laughs> getting so caught up about. Well, when you put it like that, it, it's funny you bring up the, you know, you've kind of encapsulated the week there. And we heard from Nick Rance, who pointed out that the media narrative went quickly from Clarkson will have a plan and could be the one to challenge Richmond <laughs> to, we knew that was shit the whole time, and Melbourne <laughs> will win by six goals. Yeah. What did Barrett say? Uh, I don't know why you think you'd get close to Richmond if you couldn't beat Brisbane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was his sliding doors uh, genius there coming through. Uh, Rance, well, Rance, Nick Rance, I should mm-hmm. say, just to point out for people. Uh, added, any relation? Uh, apparently not. Uh, he adds, it's all right to back in Melbourne for sure, but I've, bare- I've barely seen actual analysis of this game. Been very lazy so far. I have seen analysis, and this is brought to my attention by another listener, Mal, who said that Caro is tipping Melbourne by a lot. He adds, is that the kiss of death for Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> Now, combined with David King saying that Melbourne are going to win by 40-plus, wow, that's the uh, menage a trois of death. Combined with the rest of the media, it's an orgy of death, Tiz. <laughs> There's an orgy of death around Look, this game. We have, we've never experienced much love in the media because we're an old story. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, we're, we're not exciting. Hawthorne's success is so sustained that I mean, news stories are all about just that: news, new angles, exciting things, and Hawthorne just keeps on being successful. Yeah, it's boring, yeah. <laughs> not for us, but for everyone else. Actually, just on that point, Luke says uh, on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod: Since 1961, has there been a period in time <laughs> where Hawthorne have indeed been likable? I've only been around for a fraction of it, so I wouldn't We've know. We've had some of the most popular players ever to play the game. That is true. Yep, I'll give you that. You can't look past Hawthorne if you're trying to write a history of AFL. 
that makes me very happy Tiz, that you said that that makes me very pleased because i know you're right and i'm not sure anyone could ever refute that about our great I mean, football club even looking at the coaching dynasties that are coming through now mm-hmm. it's just a lot uh, of it's hawthorne based i mean i've heard that the demons are on the knocking on the door of a dynasty of their own you have not. no literally literally that is one of the reports i heard this week from channel seven how fly blown is that <laughs> For they they said it's a decade long dynasty in the making. <laughs> if they win this week, I thought that was Port Adelaide. Weren't they it? the decade long dynasty? It was us in two thousand and eight. Lest we forget. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was yeah. Well, that's another thing. The same report compared the D's to two thousand and eight Hawthorne side. That is one thing about Richmond. Mm. I didn't. I really didn't think they had it in to win another. Uh, and they could. They could do it. I'm not sure they will necessarily. I. I no, but I've, I've, I really didn't think they had the concentration for it. Oh, right. So you thought, I thought it'd be, be a the flash in the pan, Western off. Bulldogs like? Oh, no. No, I, I think there was every chance I could go on with it. But whether they actually, you know, step up to the plate on the final day remains to be seen. I, I've maintained it this whole year. I can't wait for Richmond to get to the grand final and lose. It's going to be great. It's gonna Against be West Coast? West Coast going to oh, be. Look, I, it's gone to the point where if it's not Hawthorne. You know, give me a West Coast or Giants as premiers. Just something I don't have to deal oh, with. yuck. Yeah, I know, I know. But something That's I don't have horrible. to deal with my own backyard. I don't... Ugh. Imagine GWS just get over the line against Richmond. Oh, that'd be great. I'll take that. Just And West Coast aren't that good. Hawthorne beat them in the prelim. <laughs> so there we are, up against GWS. Finally, Toby Green's been caught for kung fu fighting. Josh <laughs> Kelly still isn't back. That's another thing. I, I read a, a piece from the Herald Sun today talking about Toby Green's antics, likening him to Kung Fu Panda. I'm right. I'm like, that's really? amazing. That's the cultural touchstone we're going with. Not Jackie Chan. Not Bruce Lee. <laughs> Anyone? You're, you've chosen Kung Fu Panda. You got to uh, know your base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about people who like cartoons. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> he didn't know where to go with that. That's fine. Uh, look, that's the game in a nutshell. It's only hours away now as you're listening to this. How are we going to win? Who's going to be Shall the Shall we do wild card, wild card predictions as well, like last week? Yeah, all right. As long as they're not a laid out. <laughs> they really threw me. They completely destroyed my prediction last Gunners, week. Gunners, bad week last week. Forward this week, kicks five. I'm going to say that falls to Bruce. Bruce, okay. Yeah. Because Bruce kicked four last time we met the D's. Right. Um, whoever you want to pick out of those two, they're not going to remain goalless. Um, if Clarko could just play Gunston as a forward, I'd be pretty happy with I that. I don't think he'd be able to do that without a mirror in the side. Yeah, maybe not. We'll see. But it, it, it works into Gunston's hands too because defenders lose him. Yeah, that's He's true. suddenly in attack and they're like, oh my God, I thought you were in defense. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I There's think... Duray. No, I took his spot. You know, that, it'll work well. And everyone's like, who are you? And Duray's <laughs> like, that's me. Remember that goal against Frio? That's, that, that's me. <laughs> this is one huge highlight. That oh, was no, he's fantastic. got two now. He's got the mark. Yeah, the mark. And, and remember when he beat Lacroix on the wing? No. In the first quarter of the 2015 Grand Final? Actually, yeah. Now, yeah, you mentioned that. Oh, yeah, Lacroix looked shocked. <laughs> <laughs> shocked and dismayed. Wildcard predictions. Um, well, I'm, I'm just going to back in Shuey again. Shuey, really? <laughs> just his aura will it, pull the side <laughs> over the line. He's, he's gone at 100% since he's been included in the side again. Has he had a haircut? Ooh, these powers in his hair. Damn it. Uh, I don't know, actually. But um, no, look, I know I struck out last week because he was withdrawn from the side. Um, but that can't possibly happen again this week, could it? No, so no, I'm backing, yeah. I'm backing Sean Makers, Mr. Sean Markers, to uh, <laughs> produce something out of the bag. What about you, Tiz? Yeah, Gunners for me. I don't right. think he can put too bad efforts in. in I'd say that for quite a few of our players, that they're not going to replicate the same stuff. And Sicily would be a much better player just for the run. Now, having said this, what's your tip? I think Hawthorne win, and they win comfortably in the end. I'm going to agree that we win because I kind of have to. I, I just are you the, are you going with the Bucky scenario? Yeah, I'll go where, with the Bucky scenario. Where Poppy just steps in for it, and yeah. it, it just looks like 
one of those things Channel Seven do for that, you know, the adverts. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we, uh, I think we break a few hearts. Max Gorn runs inside the line. Fifty. <laughs> uh, yeah, we break a few Melbourne hearts, but um, I have to believe that we can win, Tiz, because no one else seems to want to believe. You know, we've got a lot of Hawks fans. I know tonight with the team selections, they're like, oh, my only put question. a fork in us, we're done. Nah, my only question is, how early do the Melbourne supporters leave? <laughs> because they could get up to the snow if they're quick. <laughs> oh, no. It's spring. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> now I know why we never play finals. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't need that Range Rover. <laughs> that kind of thing. Look, yeah, as I said, I have to believe that we're going to win because no one wants to, apparently. So, I mean, there's, it's finals. Mate, we've been a better side all year than Demons. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But our other teams are still playing. Even if we do That's go right. out on the Friday night, we've got... Uh the VFLW Women's playing in the grand final. I think that's another week away, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So the Hawthorne women earned their place in the history books, winning their way through to a first-ever VFLW grand final. The Hawks defeated Collingwood by 11 points in a tight contest uh, at Standard Stadium on Saturday morning. Now, Who I actually streamed that one. They were playing Collingwood, and they could play either Geelong or Collingwood in the grand final. Oh. So they could uh, they could meet Collingwood again in the space of a fortnight. That'll be... Uh, at Etihad Stadium, 12pm, Sunday the 23rd of September. Now, if everything falls our way, we'll mm. get to the VFL in a sec, but the VFL uh, men's could be there as On well. On the same day. I believe so. Is, it, is that... So I it's a double how, header, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's how it works. So, uh, anyway, did you... I, I don't know about you, but I actually streamed the, uh, the VFLW, the, uh, the second half, anyway. God, it was exciting. It was close. And we're a bloody good team, I'll say that. Really? Yeah, we are. Well, we're well coached. Well, a lot's going right down there. Because, I mean, we, we had that streak earlier in the year. I think we won six games on the trot. Um, And Geelong, uh, not Geelong, Collingwood, sorry, they did not go down without a fight. It was a tight game. Patrick Hill's got them all playing together, doesn't he? He's just mm. sort of galvanised this side. And but- how, how huge this would be if we managed to pull off a grand final victory. Yeah, good luck, AFL, ignoring us. Exactly right. It's exactly what Kennett was after. <laughs> Disrupt. Exactly. That's the key word. Now, we we move on also to the uh, the VFL men's. Yeah. Uh, where or Box Hill... Ollie Hanrahan and co. <laughs> yeah, he's fast becoming one of my favourites. Box Hill advancing to the prelim finals of the win over... Uh... God, who was it? Geelong, that's right. <laughs> who was it? <laughs> Zach Smith. So who, who'd we play again? Oh, that's right. Just one of our arch rivals. Um we're going to meet Williamstown in a prelim final next week after defeating Geelong by 29 points. Pretty tricky conditions. Got got the job done, though, and got it got it done pretty well. Um, we held the ascendancy for most of the game. James Cousins is just spectacular. Um, 27 disposals, 6 marks, 5 tackles. Yeah, that that's kind of why he might be a late-in, but it's just such a big workload for a young body. A lot of expectation to suddenly heap on a young player like that. You know, he's been fantastic for Box Hill most of the year, um, but it is quite a big he ask. He's unlucky to get dropped from the senior side. I feel like we have to start seeing him in the seniors next year. He's earned it. And maybe one of those cases where if we don't, he might just have a wandering eye and see where else he can go to. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a prediction from far out, but he's he's showing the form that we require. Well, Lovell's also running around down there. Yeah, I worry about Lovell, whether he'll be at the club next year. He's certainly not required at the moment. No, and not through being bad, but just excess to requirements. Um, Hanrahan, as we mentioned, he just continues to delight. How good was that goal where he balked around the Geelong defender and then slotted it? Just a little bit of class. He's becoming a quality goal sneak. He's yeah. just enjoyable to watch. He kicked three on the weekend. Hey, I'm becoming a big fan of CJ as well. Yeah. Who said he couldn't kick? Because he's a lovely kick. Yeah, not really a factor for me. In fact, even if he couldn't, the bloke's got enormous defensive... He's pretty quick. Oh, yeah. His closing speed is just insane. His defensive pressure, his contested work... I'm loving watching him at the moment. There's a lot to like going going on at Box Hill. And Definitely. This just, this, yep. Obviously, we're all about the AFL squad, but the, this um, this just projects so well for the next couple of years. I mean, we know we're ahead of the curve yep. in, in reaching a semi. Yeah. And 
you know, it's it could <laughs> it could be Hawthorne all over again, making top four again next year. I, I expect as much. Uh, I mean, that was probably my chief takeaway, apart from the the elation of actually winning that game for Box Hill and they're through to a prelim. That's all great, but uh, watching it and live tweeting it, I was just excited for the club for the excited for the brands because i'm looking at these players and i'm going wow that's yeah we've got a good foundation here it looks like but we are finishing top six for the fixture next year we'll be in the top six mm-hmm. and sydney obviously and geelong will not be so they get an easier <laughs> draw yeah well it was good while it lasted well any season where you finish above geelong and sydney's pretty good isn't it? that's been pretty enjoyable i mean for a weekend where obviously it was not ideal for Hawthorne to lose and have to cash in their second chance, uh, Geelong and Sydney being eliminated the way they were, I think that healed us a bit, healed yeah. some wounds. Yeah. Uh, I just want to circle back around to uh, the Hawks named the VFLW Team of the Year. Uh, Captain Emma Mackey made the interchange in the league's best 22, averaging 19.3 disposals across 12 games, slotted eight goals. Got Rebecca Beeson in there as well, named on the wing, averaging 21 touches. And Jade Van Dyke was named in the back pockets. Uh, competition's rising star as well. This is a pretty good night for her to be named in the in the uh, team of the year and get the rising star. It's a pretty good double honour. And they all get uh, drafted to AFL sides now, don't they, for the comp? Yeah, I think so. So um, I think Emma Mackey, was she playing for GWS Collingwood? I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure she has obligations in the AFLW. So, um, I mean, good luck to them. I, I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, hopefully we get that, that rare double header at Etihad Stadium. I do hate that stadium. But I'll go down and watch them for that. So any more questions? Is that it? We done? Do I have any more questions? You got a rant? Are we done? Have you got a rant that's going to get us over yeah, the line? Oh, get to the rant. Yeah, all right. But okay. before we do that, some miscellaneous listener questions. You better mention the merger. <laughs> it does mention the merger. Well, as if I'm going to leave that out. Now, we heard from Simon. Velcro hawk on a D's jumper. <laughs> we heard from Simon at Hawk Talk Pod. He asked, uh, he's interested in our take on the rough head gossip. I think we can just breeze by this one pretty quickly but yep. he asks uh, cannot understand it myself he is and will, co- and will continue to comfortably be in our best 22 he's kicked 32 goals this year and say for a few quiet games I think he's been okay I'd be gutted if he's moved on against his will not a bad return 32 goals yep that's probably a bit more than I thought actually I can understand why you know people might be a bit toey a bit nervous because yeah there have been discussions with like Lewis and Mitchell in recent years and I believe the same conversation's been had with Roughhead, but by all accounts, both Clarko and the man himself want to be at the, they want him to be at the club next year. So where's the story here? Just move on. I reckon just move on, yeah. Screw Jay Clark. I'm not giving him any more oxygen. Unless Gold Coast want him and we can get Tom Lynch. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we heard from Michael. He says, this time next year, we'll have nine players on our list that are 30 years and over. This seems a potential issue, but I haven't really heard mention of it. What are your thoughts? Too old, too slow. Too good. <laughs> um, no, I think we've we sort of touched on it in the in the oh, brief yeah, mention of Box have. Hill there. Yeah. I think um I think we'll be okay. I and love the understudy system that Hawthorne has. Yeah. It's um Soldier un- for a soldier. These they're not gonna make I mean they're great players, but they're not gonna create as big a hole as you expect. As we saw with Mitchell mm. and Lewis and Hodge. Yeah, that's right. It's it's undoubtedly Here scary. We are a season later. Exactly. In the four. At the time, it seems perfectly scary to be like, oh, we'll be without these names. But, I mean, if we've seen anything over the last couple of years, I think we'll be all right. The we system have, works. Exactly. We have good systems in place. I think we're going to be okay, Michael. Now, we heard from Teddy as well, who says, with Lynch gone, who should we go after? What do we desperately need? I think our defense is good. And with the likes of Warpedo, Morrison and Cousins, our mids look okay too. So I'd rather a tall forward slash ruck. Get Stephen May and play Frawley forward. Play Frawley forward. Do you remember when we did that? Was it 2015 we did that? Or Over in the West. <laughs> First final. You're talking about it like it's Nam. Yeah. You weren't there, man. No. <laughs> and Lake went forward at one point too. <laughs> yeah, just more of that Clarko genius we so often <laughs> talk about. Like watching Sheedy. <laughs> Not all of them are good moves, it should be said. Uh, look, I, I don't know. Um, look, I still like the look of Mitch Lewis, so if we didn't land a forward, 
I wouldn't be too I'm worried. I'm not giving up early draft picks for yeah, nah, just, anything this year. Yeah, let's not the do drafts, that. The draft's nice this year. Let's uh, get our teeth into it. We have actually been hit up uh, on Twitter a lot about potential trade like rumours and, and things like that. But we might just keep a lid on all that for now and save it when we um, potentially are running out of things to talk about because we're in the off-season. Can't we talk about the Tex Walker rumour? What's the Tex Walker rumour? He wants to come to Hawthorne. Oh, come on. No, he does. Where have you picked this he's up heard from? The, he's heard about all the mullets, and he's just <laughs> like, that is the place to be. <laughs> they've, they've got the formula. Literally, <laughs> they've got formula for my hair. Yeah, Pro-V. <laughs> now, we heard from uh, Tim Tam on Twitter as well saying, do you think Hawthorne should go for Gary Rowan? If so, who would you trade? Tis, good idea, bad idea? Famously, Hawthorne only picked players that play well against Hawthorne. <laughs> so... Gary Rowan isn't an option. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Done. Next. Right, pass. Next. <laughs> and uh, we heard from Mal again, who uh, I, I just thought this is nice to include. Not a question per se, but just a feel-good moment. Mal says, I'd just like to reiterate that my favourite moment of the year was James Sicily seeking a low five from Bambi Danaher after his long bomb goal. Hashtag still laughing. <laughs> I think that's something we, we can all enjoy. Danaher. We haven't seen Magic Danaher since. No, that's right. So come on. We're lacking a bit of energy now. We're navel gazing. We're staring elimination in the face. That's right. It's a bit of a do or die moment for the club. Backs are to the wall. Clarko walks into the group. There's Linneman in the air. <laughs> Everyone's bandaged up. Is there a Kenneth, shark on the whiteboard? Kenneth. Is that is that some plain flower? No, no. They've got a marine biologist in coming up with other <laughs> with other creatures to stimulate the psychology of the oh, group. Right. Okay. Anyway, come on. Well, you need the rant. Yep. Clarko has gone to you for his rant. Oh, real? Well, no yeah. pressure. I've just got to impress the man himself. Yeah, he's going to break the guitar at the end of it, just for the visual. <laughs> oh, he's gone full who? Yeah, there he's we go. He's just going to trash the stage. <laughs> All right, well. Halftime, we're up by five, and Clarko <laughs> goes... Melbourne fans, it's been sickening seeing the footy media lavish praise on your D's all week. It's a little like a mother and a father who stick their kids' crayon-scrawled abomination to the fridge like it's some big achievement. Oh, you beat Geelong all by yourselves, Melbourne? Oh, that's a tall one. Is that Max Gorn? He's a favourite for the brown, though, isn't he? The only difference is it typically takes about five years of a kid's life to get to that level. It's taken Melbourne 12 to even graze relevance. And now you've arrived on this wave of fairy tale success, trying to emulate the premiership teams of the past two years. But you forget, before this era of anyone can win at equality, there was a <laughs> dynasty of brown and gold. A time when no one would dare cross the mighty hawks. A time when the worst thing you could do was underestimate Clarko's soldiers. Us fans, we're more than happy for you to fall into that trap again. We'll sit back and watch as tributes to Jones and Gorn are spray-painted around the city. We'll comb the media coverage to pluck out even a singular mention of our hawks. We'll put up with the pumped-up supporters. We'll do it all. Because for all your chest-beating D's fans, there's the ugly truth that dates back over two decades. You'll say you hate Hawthorne, but it runs even deeper than that, doesn't it? You don't just hate us. You wish you were us. You tried to become us. That merger was murder, and you laid down and accepted your fate. You said yes, but Hawthorne? Hawthorne said no. And so it was, and so it will be again, tonight under lights at the MCG, in this new AFL of feel-good endings, to fairy tales, Hawthorne says no. Hopefully umpires agree. <laughs> to every appeal from the MCC wing, <laughs> uh, yeah. and just turn and say no. They're going to boo like they've never booed before. They don't so much boo as whine. <laughs> is this booing not posh enough for them? <laughs> oh, it's very unbecoming. Got to go with the pate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I- I'm looking forward to the game. I'm nervous. I'm nervous as hell. I do look. It's been a successful year by all accounts for the club, but it is not how I want to go out. And especially after all, I, do we really have to fall at the feet of another fairy tale? We did for the dogs in 2016. I don't want to be there again. I don't think Melbourne have it in them to win a premiership. Hope, well, I don't think they've got it in them to win the premiership. Um, but I, I don't want our journey to end here. Especially with Jordan. Stuff him. Don't give him any more success. <laughs> now, uh, I've got this little uh, this tidbit from Hawk Headquarters, the, uh, the message board that... Uh, that I'm signed up to. I, th- I thought this was interesting. This got me fired up. So as much as I've delivered the rant, Tiz, I thought this might be interesting for you to hear, and, and indeed our listeners. Now, this particular poster 
who uh, I've forgotten the name, what did actually write? I think it was Elt. He just does a bit of a, a summary of just where Hawthorne's at heading into this game. He looks back to the last time we faced the Demons, which was round four of this year. Which I was nervous about. I was nervous about that too. He points out, we lost Rioli before halftime and played one short from that moment on. We lost Puopolo before three-quarter time and played two short after that. Frawley missed a quarter with a migraine. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then played forward. There it is. That's when it happened last. Oh, Ruse is a genius. <laughs> he played forward to make up the numbers, and we played almost three short after that. Melbourne got off to a flyer. Their confidence was sky high, and they had every reason to go on with it. It was similar conditions to last week back then, in which we all agree doesn't suit us. They spent 54 years trying to find conditions that suit them. <laughs> Insert snow joke here. As well as the in-game injuries, we played O'Brien, Jeray, and Glass. Yep. It's a very different looking team now, even though we do have Jeray as an bit inclusion. Bit quick. Bit quicker. Yep. Gone dominated the hitouts. Oh, 75, I think he got. Mm. After their fantastic opening quarter, which they won by two goals, Melbourne kicked 1-7. And one one of that was in the last quarter when the game was over. Oh, that's remarkably similar. It is indeed. Yeah. We won that game by 11 goals. They've beaten us once in the last 12 years. If they were any further in front of themselves, it would defy the space-time continuum. <laughs> this is finals. We live here. Melbourne are just renting. And Go how, Hawks. And how often do you see a 10-goal turnaround in season? <laughs> It'd be pretty rare. So, look, I know some Hawks supporters heading into this game feel mighty nervous, but I hope that did something to fill you with a bit of confidence. I certainly don't feel like we'll get whopped. Neither do I. And even if we do, there's Sunday, and you can watch the future running around. Is it on TV? Do you know if it's on TV? It probably is. It's a f- uh, look, well, here's the thing. If it is on TV, we'll let you know. Best place for that information is on our social media. So it's uh, Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. You want to join us on there. We will be tweeting... A bit during the game, but not as much as usual because, as it is, finals, we're going to be glued to the action. And uh, Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. We're on iTunes, of course. That's probably how you're listening to this. Uh, You can rate and review us. Please do that. We love and appreciate all the comments that come through, all the five-star ratings, of which there are many. Can't get enough of it. Really encourages us to keep going and make a bigger and better show for you each week. That's going to be it, Tiz. There's the social media wrapped up. All there is to do now is head to the MCG and watch Hawthorne host Melbourne in a do-or-die semi-final. Yeah, and we've got to bring the noise. Really got to bring the noise. Because you never know. Could be the last time. What, the last final? Well, I mean, we head over... I guess you never know. Look, even if we win, we head over to Perth. I know not everyone's going to make it there. This could be your last game of the season, regardless of the result. So all you got to do is turn up, wear your brown and gold, get a real sore throat. There's nothing better than heading to the bar without a word to say because your voice is gone at the end of the game. And in times like that, you don't need to say anything, Tiz, because you only need to smile. (laughs) And on that note, we are a happy team at Hawthorne.